Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Every time I listen to Rage Against the Machine, I just miss my guy. Ryan Tutel, former co-host of the show. I wonder if he ever got to go to Rage. He had tickets to Rage Against the Machine in Boise. Pressed up against the Big Sky Tournament where we uh, spend a week of our lives every year. And it, it, it's, uh, it's a life experience, I'll tell you that. But uh, anyways, he was supposed to go, and then the uh, pandemic happened, and I don't know if they ever rescheduled it. So I'll have to catch up with him this weekend about that. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coming to you through the uh, ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and happy to stay so. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, fun first hour, Reese Davis, ESPN College Game Day host, joined us to talk about all things College Game Day as uh, ESPN College Game Day is in Bozeman. We also talked about the rivalry a little bit with uh, both amongst ourselves as well as with Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. And we also heard from Ian Laird. He's the play-by-play man for both the high schools in Bozeman, as well as the new play-by-play guy for Montana State uh, men's hoops on the ESPN Plus stream. You can find everything from today's first hour on the Nuanas Now podcast. Proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. The M Store's got a cool deal going on. Uh, you can order from the M Store either in person or online. You can get it shipped to Bozeman. They're giving you free shipping, so then your gear will just be right there ready for you. So go check out the M Store where they're all grizz all the time. Nuanas Now also always presented by the Advocates. If you've been in an accident that wasn't your fault, the Advocates can give you a free consultation. The Advocates can be reached at 406-640-4444. Remember, you deserve an advocate. Well, I hate to to say I told you so, or more like I hate to say I told Andrew Houghton so, but as I always say, the the best teams in the league, if and when they lose a couple games, it's almost never to the other best teams in the league. It's to the middle of the road or the bottom teams because one team's playing outside of their minds trying to get the upset, and that's what happened on Monday Night Football last night. Welcome in to uh, all football all the time. Some NFL Commentary and betting, and uh, last night, Monday Night Football, the uh, Washington Commanders went into Philly, and the 72 Dolphins can pop the bottles of champagne again, 50 years and counting without an undefeated NFL team, and uh, I wasn't surprised at all, honestly. I really wasn't. What did you think of the Monday Night Football game? Brooks Nuanas, uh, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our uh, sports bet aficionado uh, here on Nuanas. Now, we got free money for you coming up, so stay tuned for that. But uh, what did you think of last night's game? I guess I'm not surprised either. I mean, good game plan by the commanders. Ball control, 
you know, grind away, run the football, only attempted 17 passes. Both teams only attempted 17 passes, which is quite low in this day in the NFL. And the commanders are good on D, man. They're actually a well-rounded team overall. That division is the best division in football by so much it's crazy, and I would have bet everything that it was the worst. So that's really surprising. The commanders are dead last in that division, now sitting, I believe, at 5-5. and Uh, One win in the division. But still, I think they could beat a lot of teams week in, week out. They've already proven they have. So there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened this week, and the Colts get a win against a reeling uh, Raiders team. The Cardinals get a win against a reeling Rams team. I mean, there was a lot of bets on the board as well as just a lot of real-life uh, NFL football, which is a coin flip at best every single Sunday, any any matchup. I only made one bet last week. It was the uh, Falcons' money line after the Falcons were down 3-0. to zero And uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just know what you're doing and you just lose still, right? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like That was not a bad bet. It was just, uh, you know. Thursday night football. Panthers played out of their minds. Deontay, Devontae, something Foreman. Don't know which one. Don't know which Foreman or Freeman he is, but uh, he was he was a beast. Uh, tell me why I'm not dumb for doing that. It's Deontay Foreman, Texas star, the only guy that I've ever known. Please call in, text, email that has torn his Achilles and has gotten back to full strength or better. He's the only guy I've ever known in my entire football life that tore his Achilles and he's been come back to full strength. Uh, that was five years ago, which is really rare. It's not a bad bet because the Panthers, in the NFL, you used to be able to bet against bad quarterbacks. P.J. Walker, no matter what you think of the story, the XFL, all the stuff, it's good. You watch him throw it, hey, he can spin it. This is the NFL now. P.J. Walker's a bad quarterback. They traded away Christian McCaffrey, their best player. They're like in full tank mode. Uh, the Falcons have covered, you know, I think the highest percentage of games this year, I think that after not covering this last one, they moved to seven and three um, covering, and they run the football really well. They can play ball control. It's just an in-division game where they won two weeks ago and beat the Panthers. Um, that would probably be the only reason it was a quote-unquote bad bet, but I, I don't think it was. You're listening to this on a Thursday, so this has been uh, rolling now for uh, the last couple days. But their uh, sports bet Montana is giving away a hundred dollars of uh, it's a hundred dollar free bet giveaway. So all you gotta do is like the post on social media, comment below the post on who you think the celebrity picker for college game day in Bozeman might be, and uh, then if you guess correctly before the celebrity picker is announced, you'll be entered to win one of five a hundred dollar free bets. So uh, seems pretty easy. Search on uh, Facebook, Twitter, all the social media outlets from Sportsbet Montana. You can also find it on my social media uh, personal Twitter page, at Coulter underscore Nuanez. And uh, just like it and guess who the guest picker is going to be for ESPN College Game Day. And that'll get you entered in, giving away $500, five different $100 prizes, courtesy Sports Bet Montana. Uh, we already agreed. We're going to talk a little uh, rivalry game, college football here, uh, after we get through some of our NFL betting stuff. We already agreed we're not going to uh, give you any sort of leans or pick what's happening or anything like that. Uh, I just want analysis of just the game line for Montana, Montana State. The Cats are minus two and a half point favorites. That's kind of, it's moved to three and a half now. Okay. Uh, so, um, I think, I think it opened at three and a half. I think there's been some action on it. But regardless, it's just about a field goal. 
that's uh, pretty indicative of two evenly matched teams. The one's just a home on uh, one of the best fields to play in in all of college football, right? I mean, uh, I, I guess what I'm asking you is just to reaffirm for me that the line is exactly what we thought it was in terms of these two teams being pretty pretty evenly matched. This is going to be a hell of a game on Saturday. I thought that the line would be two and a half when it first was posted, and that, the fact that it was three and a half I thought was a relatively decided advantage in such a close game for Montana State. Not surprised. They're the fourth, anywhere between fifth and third ranked team in the country, depending on what poll you look at. Undefeated in conference play uh, with some close calls, but have managed to just continue to win. Um, and Montana State had a tough October, three losses in a row or sorry, excuse me, Montana, um, they're right around 15, 12 to 15, depending on the poll you're looking at. So the number three team in the country versus the number 12 team in the country is a, is a field goal. That's just kind of what it is at, at home, especially in a rivalry game. Colter, I'm not going to uh, comment on, uh, or in, in actuality, I'm not going to bet that, no matter what that line gets to, just because there's so much volatility, volatility in it. But the over-under for the game, when it opened, is 48 and a half. And I really like the over there. I think this game's going to get up into the 20s, um, both teams. You know, I could kind of see a, a 31-24, 27-24. Those are all getting you uh, right around that that mark. So I, I, I do like the over in that because well, it's always fun to bet overs. All football all the time. Presented by Sportsbet Montana. Go to Sportsbet Montana's website. Click on locations if you want to find places to uh, bet at all your favorite different establishments. I lied, actually. I bet I bet two games last week. I bet uh, the uh, the Falcons just because I was in the neighborhood. <laughs> I had to go bet the money line when I thought the team was that was down was going to win, and then they didn't win against the Panthers. Okay, you know, I don't think there's any lesson to be learned there, just bad luck. Uh, but I also bet the Cowboys on the road at uh, Lambeau, and that, that fell apart. Um, Packers still aren't any good, but there was a meltdown by Mike McCarthy's crew. Uh, I'm still staying away from Green Bay, but Green Bay is a favorite at home against Tennessee. I thought that was a striking line. That was one of the uh, that's one of the morning games, and that's one of the the lines that popped right off the page. Why do you think that is? Lambo's really hard to play, and that was probably you know if you say that that Cowboys bet at Green Bay, I hammered that as well. I would say that. In, you know, in hindsight, it's Lambo. It's a tough place to play. I mean, it's getting cold. Obviously, one of the best home field advantages in sports, and a place where Aaron Rodgers thrives. Uh, Christian Watson, the rookie from North Dakota State, played out of his mind. I mean, should have had four touchdowns at the end of the day with three. Uh, that's not going to happen every week. Uh, they really ran the ball efficiently. Aaron Jones came into the game questionable and, and really played well. So, uh, not surprised that Green Bay pulled that out, but I did lose money on that last week. This week, Tennessee at Green Bay, minus two and a half. I really like Tennessee. I think Tennessee's one of the best teams in the league. I think if you don't agree with that, you really don't know the NFL. I think that Tennessee has the ability to run the football. They have the ability to stop the run, and they have the ability to play with momentum. They can create their own momentum just by the sheer nature of the physicality they play with. And the Mike Vrabel's a great game manager. Sure, everyone has their little you know time management, all that stuff. But I really like Tennessee. I really like that line. I'd probably buy it up an extra point, you know, half point, point and a half. I like it to get to Tennessee to cover three and a half there. Um, with in the back of my mind thinking that Tennessee is going to win that game. Uh, you give me three points, and I really like that line. What else do you like this week? I think that there's some other intriguing storylines going on in the NFL. 
Uh, sometimes you got to analyze the trends when you're talking about some of these lines. Uh, the uh, the three main storylines I think coming out of last week uh, that could have influence on this week beyond what the uh, the numbers are set at are Indianapolis got a, a big win in Jeff Saturday's first game as the head coach. Was that just a surge because it was a new voice and they're playing above their heads, or can they sustain it? They also happen to be playing against the last undefeated team in the league that's now coming off of Monday Night Football game loss uh, in the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's that's sort of you know there's two there's sort of two competing uh, elements of momentum between Philadelphia and Indy with that game uh, in Indianapolis. So I think that's interesting, and then I also think. The Buffalo Bills uh, coming off of the heartbreaker to the Minnesota Vikings. Does that give them uh, some extra juice? And they got a downtrodden and looks like licking their wounds, maybe uh, left for dead Browns team coming to town as well. So uh, sometimes that stuff can have an influence on things, right? I mean, Philadelphia going into Indy, you have to think Indy played above their heads last week. And Philadelphia is going to want to get right after that Monday Night Football loss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've proved me wrong. I've lost some real serious money on the Colts this year. The Chiefs beating, losing to the Colts in week two is my biggest loss of the year by a mile. I mean, I lost a lot of money on that game. The Colts are one of my least favorite teams in the league as far as talent evaluation goes. I have them as the fourth worst team in the league right now. um, Grouped in with the Rams, the Broncos, the Texans, the Raiders, the Panthers kind of in that same uh, tier. But when I watch them, and, you know, they have some dudes. They, they can play defense a little bit, but I, I like the Eagles there. That line's really high at eight and a half on the road, Coulter. Um, and you guys have, who have listened to this segment have heard me talk about the lines that are high this week. Uh, Philly being favored eight and a half on the road against the Colts. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at home, 12 and a half points against the Panthers. Buffalo, as you mentioned, against the Browns, nine and a half point favorites. And then in Mexico City on Monday night, San Francisco at Arizona. Again, not a home game, but eight and a half points in that one. Ladies and gentlemen, those are all really high lines. I think d- double digit do- dogs this year are something like seven and seven and two against the spread. Um which I think is pretty impressive. It's really high. 12.5 points for the Ravens. I mean, that's a high line, so I'd, I'd be careful with those. Some other games I like, Coulter, uh, the Jets are 3.5-point dogs on the road at the Patriots. Um, I think that the Jets are a pretty solid team. I mean, they've put together some pretty good wins. Um, you know, Zach Wilson, I could give, you know, I could take it or leave it. But I think that the Jets are a good team overall. Three and a half points is kind of high for a Patriots team I've not been impressed with. Um, the Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons, three and a half point dogs, the Bears are. Again, I think that's high, kind of high. You know, two and a half, maybe one and a half makes more sense. Almost a pick em. Justin Fields is rolling right now. I mean, that's going to be a shootout. <clears throat> Both teams like to score, but I kind of like the Bears to cover that. I kind of like to grab the Bears and the Jets, both at three and a half, and tease those up to a touchdown. Cover a touchdown. I think that both those teams could win. So I think that, you know, get them up to only losing by a touchdown or, or actually losing by a touchdown and still covering. I like both those bets on the week. I also really like Minnesota being do- home dogs to the Cowboys who are not looking that impressive. Dak Prescott has struggled, man. I heard some pretty good insight on the offensive coordinator role and the relationship with the quarterback. It's, it's about 
when do you click? How do you find that rhythm? It's not about what their skill set is, what stuff you want to get into. It's about knowing a player and what they want to do right now. The coach is talking in the microphone in their ear. The player's not talking back. So the coach has to know what the feel is, what he wants, what he likes here. You've seen Kellen Moore with the Dallas Cowboys have that connection with someone like Cooper Rush, but it seems he's never had it with Dak Prescott. So I've thought Dak has been underwhelming. To be favorites at Minnesota, 9-1, and one, I, I think I'm going to take the Vikings all day right there. And you wonder if the Vikings have a letdown after their huge win in Buffalo. It's all football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Follow along at uh, Sportsbet Montana's app or go to the Sportsbet Montana website to find locations. Brooks Nuana is joining us here uh, on Nuana's Now. Yeah, you wonder if the Vikings uh, have a letdown from the big win over Buffalo or not. You, I mean, this is the time of year where you're not feeling it out, you're not riding early momentum, you might be riding middle momentum. Or you might be starting to have different distractions and storylines creeping in, right? Like the Cowboys were unbeatable with Cooper Rush, and now Dak Prescott's back, and they're blowing two touchdown leads to a terrible team like the Packers. I'm not saying that that's Dak Prescott's fault, but this is where that sort of stuff comes into, like you're saying, like sometimes the, the continuity gets off kilter a little bit. And uh, I just think that there's... The narratives within a season, like when you're a Super Bowl favorite like the Bills, and then you lose a couple games, and how does it start to spiral on you, or does it start to spiral on you? How do you keep it back uh, you know, on track? Minnesota, they've played, been playing above their heads all year. Then they're coming off an emotional win. How do they keep it going? How do they stamp that with a talented Cowboys team coming to town? Uh, there's just so many different uh, elements and storylines here. You mentioned the Bears, though. The Bears are the first team in NFL history to score 29 points or more three weeks in a row and go 0-3 in those games. It's a crazy statistic. On this deal, we scrutinized the Bears for not knowing how to use Justin Fields. Now they're using Justin Fields really well, and it's completely skewed the way that they play because they've been giving up. They've been getting into shootouts and giving up a bunch of points. They lose to the Lions last week, 31-30. to But that said, are you buying the progress that Fields has made, especially when it comes to betting the over-unders for the Bears? Because all of a sudden the Bears went from a defensive team that couldn't even score. I mean, I remember there was a game earlier this season where we were texting about how we both had the under because we didn't think the Bears could score double digits. Now they scored 30 in a week, three weeks in a row. So are we buying the offensive surge of the Bears, and how much does that influence the total? I love the overs right now for the Bears. I like to buy them down a little bit and hammer that thing, man. I mean, uh, the Bears are fun to watch, too. Justin Fields, the betting man says that it's not sustainable, right? I mean, most rushing yards in a two-game stretch in NFL history as a quarterback has the NFL single-game rushing record for a quarterback last week at 178 yards. This week, all of 135 and two. Multiple 60-yard touchdowns within that stretch. Um you got to think it'll slow at some point, but I do like the overs there. The Bears are hard to bet uh, because of that shootout nature, Colter. Why do you think you get a shootout? Maybe you you uh, traded the leading tackler in the NFL to the Ravens, <laughs> their best defensive player. Yeah. When you lead the league in tackles as a linebacker, you're one of the five or six best defensive players in the league, and that's Roquan Smith, and they traded him, so I'm not surprised. They're kind of asking for what they're getting uh, right now. That said, man, uh, the Bears are just – I bet them recently because they're just fun to bet. Um, I had him. I hammered him this last week at, at, to cover three and a half. So that was a great bet. Um, paired that with Titans to cover 
two and a half and Chiefs to cover two and a half and won me a bunch of money. So the Bears, even though they're losing, I like I like them to cover games because they're going to have a chance at the end, even to score a back a backdoor touchdown down ten or eleven. All football all the time. New is now ESPN Radio. Okay, what else you got? Because I do want to spend a couple minutes talking to just some analysis on the. Uh, the rivalry football game between Montana and Montana State that we'll be covering in, in Bozeman on Saturday. What what else do you like? What what are some of the uh, the totals or the, the parlays or the over-unders or anything else that you're looking at this week on the betting board across the NFL? So three weeks in a row, Colter, I've had these under bets where I take three games. I buy them up as high as possible, so betting under a higher total than the, than, than it's, um, the line is, is showing. And you're getting anywhere between you know plus 150 to plus 210 or so. It's great odds. Yeah, it's three games. Yeah, it's a little bit more complicated, but I've hit them three weeks in a row. On this on this segment, I've read them out loud, so I will go now. Uh, the Bengals at the Steelers. Take that from 42.5 up to 48.5. Raiders at the Broncos, who are averaging a whopping 16 points a game. Give them the stat. The, the Broncos, if they would have scored 18 points in every game this year, they'd be 8-1. And, and what are they? They're, three seven? Yeah. Three, something like that. Raiders at Broncos, 42 and a half up to 48 and a half. And Lions at Giants, 46 and a half up to 51 and a half. I do think that that game will have some scoring in it. But again, 51 and a half is that magic number. That's that 27 to 24. If it gets to 28 to 24, that means that there was the implied total is that there were seven touchdowns scored plus a field goal. That's a lot of touchdowns to get to 51 and a half. You're still covering there. Um, so those three parlayed together is plus 175. I'm going to hammer that. Um, I like some overs this week too, which again are fun to bet, but the NFL, the unders again are a little over 50%. Last week they were seven and seven. Um, so right down the middle overs this week, Kansas city at chargers by that, by that thing down to 43 and a half. Cowboys at Vikings by it down to 41 and a half. I mean, Cowboys, Vikings, we're going to get more than 20 points each. And then Falcons, sorry, Bears at Falcons by that thing down to 44 and a half. Those three together is plus 185. Um, Those are fun little parlays that you don't have to have necessarily the right answers. You just have to hope that uh, teams are scoring and or defense is being played. Couple of the single game totals, Colter, quickly that I mentioned. I like the Titans to cover. I like uh, the Bears to cover. I think Kansas City at uh, the Los Angeles Chargers is a pretty fun game there. Um, I think that'll be high scoring, as I mentioned, on the overs, as well as you can buy that thing down right now. The Chiefs are a touchdown favorite. I think you buy it down to more like a field goal and let that thing roll. Chiefs are really hot right now. They're in my in my hot section, along with the Eagles, uh, who last night, you know, I think that blunder still keeps them hot. Uh, and the Miami Dolphins, who are on a bye this week. Uh, one fun one, Coulter, I'll leave you with this, is the uh, Los Angeles Going to New Orleans, right. I love the, with no Matt Stafford potentially and for sure no Cooper Cup, I love the Saints there. They've been reeling a a touch, and I really think that the Saints are going to probably hammer that home. Go get your bets in. Fun times. New Orleans now, ESPN Radio. Only got a couple minutes here on All Football All the Time, presented by Sports Bet Montana. Uh, But just while I got you here, uh, what do you think just broadly of the rivalry game? Uh, Montana, Montana State for the 121st time. Uh, how do you how do you think this one compares to some of the other ones, just in terms of the uh, the hype and the ramifications? Because I don't know why this is, but for some reason, I think there's a lot of whys. But I, I think that athletes and organizations this day and age are so much more aware of what the public perception is and what the narrative around their programs are that I think throughout the Big Sky Conference. Coming into the year, we knew exactly 
who were going to be the contenders. There's been no surprise contenders in the Big Sky Conference except for maybe Idaho. Everybody else, we knew we were going to be good. It was just a matter of how good and who beat who. All that said, Sac State's been the only team that's really stepped up and been like, we're the team to beat. And even they have done it with uh, having to get by late and win close games. What I'm saying is we've seen so many of the uh, best teams in the league play live, and we haven't seen very many of them play well. (laughs) And so it's just so interesting because both the Cats and the Grizz have been very flawed this year, yet they're both playing for playoff berths. And so uh, it's just fascinating because it's almost as if it was a preconceived notion that both of these teams are going to go to the playoffs. Yet now I think the Grizz do need to get to win to get in to guarantee a spot in. But what, what do you think just broadly of the, of this uh, game? Well, when you asked about the comparisons to games before, I, I think, and please hear what I'm not, you know, don't hear what I'm not saying, but um, I think there's a lot less star power in this game than there's been in, in quite a few years. I think on, on obviously on the Montana State side, you have Tommy Malott at quarterback, who's, you know, a pretty big star, at least one that is ascending at a quite a rapid rate. And then on Montana, you have several defensive players headlined by Patrick O'Connell. Um, and you could throw Robbie Houck in there. And, you know, there's a, there's plenty of defensive players on Montana um, that have names, but they're not necessarily stars. And there there is this kind of ability in this game for those stars to rise and even sometimes be created. But I always think back to, you know, some bruising running backs or some really dynamic ball carriers. And in this game, Coulter, I think that there's going to be guys that have an impact that people had no idea we're even going to you know play, let alone have a good impact. I think the ball is going to touch a lot of people's hands. That's like, wow, I can't believe that that guy is the guy in this spot right now. I wouldn't have seen that two, three years ago. So I think a little less star power than normal, which is a good thing to both these programs in many ways. It proves some of the depth that they that they've developed is that there's it's more of a, a such a team effort on both sides that you don't have these you know rising stars. Um, but that being said, I, I do love that matchup. I love that Montana State offense that's been rolling up yards against the Montana defense. I love Tommy Malott versus Patrick O'Connell on the edge. I think that that's just, you know, it's everything I like about football. Smash mouth football, physical football. All, all of that said, um, both these teams, I think, you know, it, it matters as much this year as it does any year, but maybe a little bit more because the Grizz have a lot to prove. You know, this was a team that internally has talked about this being one of the best teams in program history, uh, national championship or bust. All of those things kind of continue to play out here. You don't really want to lose four of six games to end the season with such a talented team. So Montana probably has a touch more pressure as Montana State is very likely guaranteed. No, they are in the playoffs no matter what. Uh, so Montana probably a touch more, a bit more pressure, but I think that they like that. And I think that that'll probably play um, into some of the fever that they bring to that game. Nuanez now ESPN Radio. You can find more analysis from Nuanez Brothers on SkylineSportsMT.com, Big Sky Breakdown Podcast. So we'll dive into that recording here in just a minute. Uh, but thanks to Sportsbet Montana. Go get entered in for your free money. Just go find Sportsbet Montana's post about the guest picker for ESPN College Game Day. And guess who it's going to be. And then whoever gets the guess right will be one of the entries for five $100 free bet prizes courtesy of Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana, proudly presenting all football all the time. Brooks Nuanas joins us during the 5 o'clock hour each Thursday here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for doing it, man. Yep, absolutely. Go win some money. Nuanas Now, back right after this. 
for unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. If you're listening to Tommy Evans and I on Tuesday, you'll get the gist. No time to waste. Welcome back to Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And our rivalry game coverage continues for the 121st time. Montana versus Montana State, Saturday at Bobcat Stadium. College game day coming to town, which should be cool. And we're joined now by Bobcat legend, former Montana State cornerback, All-American, and NFL draft pick Joey Thomas. Joey, what's up, man? Thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. First and foremost, just give people uh, an update on what you got going on. I know you're down there at the University of Texas in Austin and uh, some ties there to uh, Montana State, too, uh, in a variety of ways. But just tell people about what's going on down there in Austin. <laughs> Absolutely. No, uh, I'm down there in Austin as a senior analyst, you know, working with the cornerback. So I spent the last two years in uh, Florida Atlantic coaching the receivers. So now it's good to be back on the defensive side of the ball, you know, honing my crack and you know, doing what I do. Well, there is uh, some guys that have had some uh, history with the Bobcats down there as well. Pete Kukowski, who was the defensive coordinator there at Montana State for the uh, first part of the 21st century there under Mike Kramer. And uh, obviously then Jeff Choate, also down there, former Montana State head coach as well. So um, first of all, what's it like working with those guys? And second of all, is that sort of the connection that helped lead you there to Texas? Man, absolutely. Uh, You know, PK was my defensive coordinator in college. So the opportunity presented itself to, you know, work with him and, help him, you know, get his defense on the right track. So when I was saying present myself, um, you know, that being my D.C., I wasn't going to turn it down. And Coach Tote was very influential in, you know, getting me down here. So I had a lot of time to talk to him and had the conversation with P.K. And, you know, for me, it was a no-brainer, you know, because that's my guy. You know, both of them, love both of them. Well, I know you were coaching in the high school ranks uh, out there in Seattle for a while. So what's the transition been like co- going to college? What's it been like jumping into to a higher level of football? Football's football. I mean, you know, you got to look at it. I coached high school, played high school, played college, played in the NFL, and concepts are concepts. Now it's just different people running them. Everybody has their way of doing things, but it's just football. So if you understand football and you know how to relate to people, it's just ball. Gotta love it. Joey Thomas, former Montana State cornerback and now a defensive coach there at the University of Texas, joining us. Uh, let's talk some Cat Grizz, man. First of all, uh, what are what are some of your feelings and thoughts uh, when, you, when you hear this game's coming down the pipe? Because I'm sure uh, you have some fond memories in it, and uh, you were kind of on the front end of getting Montana State uh, back on the right side of this rivalry, which has then had yeah. ramifications down the road here. So uh, just tell us about some of your thoughts and memories of Cat Grizz. Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, I was part of the team that broke the streak. Uh, so that's this this rivalry and these games are always special to me. You know, it's not the best team that wins. It's not the most talented team that wins. It's a team that forces their opponent to play their style of play. It's going to be a physical game. It's always a physical bloodbath. And the, more fit, the most physical team that makes the least amount of mistakes typically wins. But 
In my opinion, there's only one school in Montana, and that's Montana State. That other school that you talk about, we don't talk about them. That's the other school. So it's Montana State runs Montana. And I said that on the front end, and I'm going to say that on the back end. We run the state. Everything comes through us, period. When you hearken back to your days with the Bobcats, when you first came there, you were on the ground floor of what was a massive rebuild. Mike Kramer, I just took over, and and uh, you know, I mean, Kramer has been my guy forever, man. He came on last week on the show, and he's still just the greatest storyteller. Love hanging out and catching up with him. But uh, I, love I mean, he he was such a, an integral part of of rebuilding that thing. But you guys went through some tough times early on uh, in your career. How did you guys kind of get through that? And how do you think that sort of hardened you and toughened you uh, to then have those successes you did toward the second half of your career at Montana State? I, I think Kramer and the staff did a great job of uh, allowing you to be who you are, not trying to change you. I think that's one of Kramer's many gifts. Like, he didn't try to change who you are, but he, he showed you how you can be an individual still within the team concept. And I think after year one where, you know, we didn't win a game, you know, there was a lot of soul searching and you had to ask yourself, you know, why do you play this game and what it really means to you? And we were able to bring in, you know, a little bit more talent that following year and guys just bought in, you know, they saw the growth, they saw the potential and slowly but surely, you know, when, when you do things the right way, you get results. So that first year was brutal, but we were setting a foundation. And, um, you know, we just kept working at it, kept trusting each other, kept believing. And we was able to win five games the next year. And then my junior year, you know, we were able to break the streak. And my fondest memory of that game, my my favorite football memory, period, regardless of what level I played, was uh, playing that game. It was snowing. And I came off the edge and I blocked the field goal. And to me, that's my most memorable moment because changing the streak that wasn't just about us. That was about a community. You know, that was about an area. You know, that was about the people. That game was way bigger than that. So to, to be a part of something that's greater than yourself is always a luxury. You know, it's always a blessing. And I'm forever grateful to be able to play in that game, be in that environment, the throwing batteries, the talking crazy to you. And I just love being a villain on the road. I'd much rather be the villain on the road than the hero at home. So to break the streak at their place and to celebrate on their field, there's no better feeling. Joey Thomas joining us, former Montana State cornerback, All-American there at MSU, their third-round NFL draft pick, uh, now a college coach at the University of Texas. That 2002 game, too, was so quintessential Montana, right? I mean, it was snowy, it was cold, you know, the Grizzlies were coming off of defending, you know, they were the defending national champions, they'd won the league a bunch of years in a row. But it seemed like you guys had been building toward that moment for so long. And I've talked to Kane Ione and Travis Lule about this as well. But uh, Kane says that you could feel it in practice that week, that you guys were going to go in there and do something. And then when Junior Adams snared that pass and took it, it seemed like you guys were then all of a sudden in control. And it was like a landmark moment in the rivalry, man. So, I mean, did you feel it coming into that game, just that you guys were ready to, to sort of take on that challenge and snap the streak? Absolutely. Like, we felt like, you know, me and Kane started four years together, and we felt like we should have won the year before. We just didn't have enough. But going into the week as sophomores, we thought we were going to win that game. So coming back as juniors, there was no doubt in our mind that we were going to win. We knew that we were the better team, and we knew that we were going to find a way. And um, we didn't necessarily think it would be a low-scoring game, but we knew without a shadow of a doubt that we were going to win. There was no doubt on the sidelines. You know, we just stayed together and just did what we did. I mean, our defense was incredible. I mean, that was an incredible defense. Like, if you look at the, the statistics from that defense a year, what we did in that secondary and as a defense, 
I mean, it's not being done today. So to play in that conference where it was so wide open, and if you think about that conference back then, it's really what football is now. For sure. We were wide open, 10 personnel, 11 personnel, throw it across the yard, 10, 15 years before it really hit FBS football. So um, so it's just interesting that you know how times change, but it's really just the same. It's just football. But, but there was no doubt that we were going to win that game. And that just goes to gut, sweat, and tears and what the coaches poured into us. Well, it was so interesting, too, because you mentioned the defensive prowess. And I, so often now when you see college football rebuilds, a lot of times it's coaches coming in there saying, yeah, we're going to do this offense and that quarterback and yada, yada, yada. But you guys rebuilt the defensive side first. And I remember that 2001 team being nasty on defense and thinking, okay, if these guys can figure out a way to score any sort of points on offense, they're going to be damn good. And then all of a sudden, number 14 walks through the door and you got a true freshman in Travis Lee who goes on to become one of the all-time greatest in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So... Uh, as defensive guys, when you guys first met Travis and first got to know him, I mean, that must have been such a relief for you guys, knowing you had a dude finally at quarterback. <laughs> He's definitely a dude. Uh, you know, Lou Lage just had a kindness about him. You know, he was super mature coming in as a true freshman. Like, you would have never known him. He was a freshman if you just met him. And he just had the it factor. And I think your true leaders, they just have it. And he had it. And he was able to come in and, you know, put some points together uh, that year. I mean, I believe he had a couple comebacks as a freshman. And he had a nice touch on the ball. But his command of the offense as a freshman uh, was impressive, you know, to me. You know, being an older guy, like, man, who's this young buck, you know, coming out here getting it done? But he had a calm about him. And the O-line believed in him. And I think as a defensive guy, anytime you're an O-line believes in your quarterback, that tells you something. And then the following year after you guys break the streak, then you get the Grizz in Bozeman and uh, you needed it and, and, and you know for your season or for the Big Sky Championship and all of it and then you get it again so uh, what was it like for you and your teammates to, to have your, a streak of your own even if it was only a two game streak a huge moment in Montana State's football history I agree but we you know again we weren't shocked I mean at this point in time I mean we're seniors we've played together for three and four years there was no doubt in our mind you know it was good to get the streak going in the right direction you know being the only school in Montana so but, again, we worked for it, and we expected it to happen. We knew we would win the game. Even though we knew we were the better team, you know, going into a robbery week, the best team doesn't win. So it was about playing our style of ball, and that was being physical. Because that team they had our junior year, especially our senior year, was extremely physical. They ran the ball. They did a lot of 22 personnel, a lot of 12 personnel. Uh, Green was their tailback. He had to be at least 240 at the time. So they were a downhill physical team. Coach Howard did a good those guys, but, you know, the, the only team in Montana won, and that was the good guys. Gotta love it. Joey Thomas showed us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Joey, last couple things for you, man. Uh, first of all, do you, do you still follow uh, Bobcat football? And if so, what do you think of what the Cats have become now? I definitely follow. I actually went to the National Championship game nice. last year where we came up short, but uh, I think they're in a great place. I think uh, Coach Soap did a great job of creating a foundation, building that culture, and coaches come in and just ran with it and you know put his twist on it, but they're in a good spot. I think the next few years uh, for Bobcat football is going to be crucial of how we ascend. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm always cheering for them. I'm always supporting, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting to what happens in the next couple of years, but I'll definitely be paying attention. 
the last thing, then you must you must take some pride because you know in the modern history of Bobcat football, your group was certainly the one that sort of stemmed the tide and then turned the tide. And you guys have built a lot. I mean, the program has built a ton off of that foundation. So, I mean, when you just think of sort of the impact you guys have had, and then you see the Bobcats continuing to to build and and surge, that must give you a lot of pride in uh, what you guys were able to help establish. It really does. Um, it's flattering when you hear other people talk about our defense and what we did and what we were able to accomplish. Um, you know, but it's just a testament to that group. I mean, that was a very tight group. We played hard. You know, everyone loved each other. And even though we were very, very, very different, there was a camaraderie of doing it for the man next to us. So, you know, hopefully that defense will go in the Hall of Fame. Cause that defense had a lot of special players on it uh, up front, linebacking core. Probably the best secondary to ever come out of Montana State history. You know, with Ken Ion, Kim Qualls, Jay Hackett, um, Cam Hunter, and a few others. I mean, that was a very, very good secondary. Willie Jacobson, Lamont Bell, like we had some dudes go through there. So, um, you know, being in the secondary, it's always nice when, you know, the front can get pressure on the quarterback. It always makes our job easier. And, you know, we would lock them down on the back end to help them get to the quarterback. So we understood that we needed each other. You know, it wasn't, you know, D-line versus secondary. It was, hey, you know, we need you guys to get after them. And when they put it in the air, you know, we're going to go get it. So, it's definitely flattering. And, and, and the numbers, I can't remember the statistics off the top of my head, but I believe I seen it here. You know, we only gave up like 118 yards passing. Like it was something crazy, like six yards per attempt. So it was a, you know, special group. And, you know, hopefully that group will be recognized sometime soon. Gotta love it, man. Well, uh, last thing for you then, college game day was down there in Austin last week. Now they're up in Bozeman. So did you ever think you see the day that Bobcat football will be hosting college game day? Man, it's phenomenal, but it just goes to show you where college football is at. For sure. The the Big Sky and the FCS is finally getting the attention and the love that it deserves. And this rivalry is very unique. This isn't just any rivalry. This is a huge game. The atmosphere is bananas. And if you've never been a part of it, there's nothing like it, regardless of what level football you go watch a game than this game right here. This is just a different beast. It, there's a different energy uh, in the air. You know, regardless if we're playing at third place or we're at home, this is one of the games that if you don't have it on your bucket list, you need it on your bucket list to go experience this. Go be a part of it. Even if you're not an alumni of either school, go experience this game. It is electric. There's a reason why game day is there for it. Yeah, I love it, man. We can't wait. Joey Thomas, Montana State Hall of Fame corner, All-American there at MSU between 2000 and 2003, and now an assistant coach there at the University of Texas. Joey, love catching up with you, man. Thanks so much for taking some time, and uh, best of luck with your game this weekend. But thanks so much for being here with us. Man, I appreciate you having me on at any time, and FTG, always. (laughs) He had to. He had to get it in at the end. Don't worry, we got some spicy ones coming up as well. The uh, That's just the first of the former players we'll hear from. Tomorrow, got a couple pretty memorable ex-Grizz coming on and a couple pretty memorable ex-Bobcats as well. We'll tell you who next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. 
Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Radio. What are we going to do if Twitter collapses, Andrew asks? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I really don't. Seems seems slightly out of our control. So, you know, here's the, the thing is we have a ton of Twitter followers uh, between our multiple channels at Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula and uh, Andrew and my uh, personal Twitter feeds and, and all that. And plus our whole other brigade of, of Skyline Sports soldiers, as it were. But I also think that we have a gigantic radio audience that uh, doesn't really even interact with us on Twitter. You just listen to us right here on the live radio. So, you know, as long as the radio machine doesn't break, we should be good. Tommy's outside the door, so that means uh, at least he's here for another day. So we'll stay on the radio for another day. Welcome back to what is now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I'm trying to even here's here's how I've digressed in my research abilities. I just found myself looking at Twitter about the demise of Twitter, <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. But regardless, we still got a great radio show, and we're taking the show on the road tomorrow. We'll be coming to you live from Universal Athletic in Bozeman, the headquarters there on Seventh Street. Beautiful store. Uh, it's where all the magic happens there for UA. They're one of the great Montana born and built companies in this great state. And they're always so kind to host us on these rivalry game weekends. And uh, we'll be broadcasting right there from the Montana Football Hall of Fame. So if you're around, you're in town, you want to uh, stay in touch or you want to come touch base with us, get some gear before the game. Uh, you certainly can. So we'll be live from 4 to 6 tomorrow at Universal Athletic. The Grizz hockey team on the road all weekend long. And uh, because they're on the road and need a place to watch the game, head on over to Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street from us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. They will have all four Grizz hockey games this weekend as well as uh, Grizz hockey anytime. Available over there at Buffalo Wild Wings. So go have some burgers, some wings, drink some beer, and watch Grizz Hockey. Missed anything in today's show? You can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. We had a great show. Reese Davis, ESPN College Game Day, joined us. We also heard from Ian Laird, the play-by-play man for the Bozeman Hawks. We also heard from Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. Brooks Nuanas, Skyline Sports, breaking down some NFL betting stuff and some Cat Grizz football. And we heard from Joey Thomas, All-American corner for Montana State. All of it can be found uh, on the podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. I was, I was asking myself, should I just uh, keep it a secret to tease it or not? I don't know. Oh, I forgot about our giveaway. I've been teasing that all show long. We got 50 bucks from Town Pump, and we got two brunch vouchers for this weekend from the Farmer's Daughter Cafe. Go use them on Sunday uh, after the game if you're going to Bozeman. Call right now. 
Call number 4406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call us right now if you want some brunch on Sunday at the Farmer's Daughter Cafe in Bozeman, as well as a $50 gift card uh, courtesy of Town Pump. Call right now, 406-888-1029. Call number 4. We got those two great prizes for you right now. I was wondering if I was going to keep it a secret or not, but uh, why would I? Tomorrow, jam-packed show. Todd Hughes, Missoula head coach, joins us to preview his team's state title game matchup against Florence. We'll also hear from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, and a couple special guests. I'm going to catch up with Colt Anderson, former Grizz safety, tonight. We're also going to be joined live and in person by Brock Coyle, Grizz linebacker who played in the NFL, who's from Bozeman and lives back in Bozeman. And then on the Bobcat side of things, Logan Jones and Braden Conkle, a couple guys who had great success in the uh, rivalry game and were great Bobcats during their time at MSU. They will also join us. So very much look forward to that. Should be a really, really fun show live at Universal Athletic in Bozeman. We'll be on the air from 4 to 6 like we always are, just in a remote fashion. So please... Join us as we get you all tuned up for the 121st version of the fiercest rivalry in all of college football. Nuwana is now live from Universal Athletic and the Montana Football Hall of Fame tomorrow from 4 to 6. Thanks for being here. We've been trying to bring the heat all weekend long, and uh, hopefully we have. I really appreciate everybody for joining in, tuning in, all the engagement we've been getting and all the questions we've been getting, and uh, we'll be back at it for one more rivalry game weekday We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 Advocates. Dot com. 